Don't forget, right now, Jam and I are running a special campaign at our Ko-Fi. If you go to ko-fi.com slash chemforyourlife and subscribe at any amount, Jam and I will send you a special Chemistry for Your Life sticker. That's ko-fi.com slash chemforyourlife to learn more about why we're doing this and how to subscribe. And now, on to today's show. I'm Melissa. I'm Jam. And I'm a chemist. And I'm not. And welcome to Chemistry for Your Life. The podcast that helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life. Okay, Jam, this week we're going to be responding to a listener question. Okay. That I think is really cool and I learned something new. So that's exciting. Nice. So listener Shane W. responded to our story and he has an Instagram called Crafts and Conservation where he makes really beautiful wood working pieces. Oh, nice. So that will make this next question make a little more sense, I think. Okay. But he asked, why does iron turn wood black? Huh. I guess I didn't even know that it did. I don't know much about that whole Me world. either. So <laughs> go right now, you jam and okay. listeners as well. And look up if you're not driving, like if you can safely do this, go <laughs> look up ebonized wood okay i'm on images and it looks i guess what i expected from the phrase ebonized wood it looks black mm-hmm. but you can see the wood grain still so there's like some shelves and some boards and stuff like that and you can at an angle you can still see that it has the grain so it's not like it's just it doesn't look like it's just been painted that way or whatever i don't know Right, it's like stained that way. Yeah, yeah. Basically like a super dark stain is what it looks like. Right, absolutely. So that's kind of what it is. Okay. So what happens is, surprise, surprise, a little chemistry reaction. Huh, and those are rare. I mean, chemistry doesn't happen very often almost anywhere. No, chemistry is barely part of your everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) Dang interesting. Is very exciting. It's also kind of hard to find resources on this. So I did the best I could with what I had. Okay. But there, you'll find out at the end, there are a lot of other sort of related things. So it was hard to narrow down on this specific thing. Okay. And the field we're going into right now is inorganic chemistry. Mm, Okay. So that's not organic chemistry. It's I-N- O-R-G-A-N-I-C. Non-organic, inorganic chemistry. Okay. It's hard to say that when you often say inorganic chemistry, like, oh, I was Uh, in my organic chemistry class the other day. And so it's sometimes hard to tell the difference between them. Totally. It's one of those weird things where it's like, man, we've got to change these words a little bit before we really got going as a society. (laughs) So inorganic chemistry deals with Things other than carbon, like metal, usually it's metal bonds, metal things are inorganic chemistry. And we've talked about some inorganic chemistry stuff before. We talked a lot about actually inorganic type things on our episode about rust, and that's going to come up a lot today as well. Okay, got it. So it's not, doesn't have anything to do with it being like, you know, free range, non GMO. (laughs) 
<laughs> chemistry. No, nothing this like that. Just doesn't have anything to do with carbon. Yeah, there are carbons involved, but the main chemistry is happening on the metal. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So what happens when you put iron, it's actually iron ions. So iron that has lost some electrons. Okay. On wood, it's reacting with something in the wood called tannins to make a new thing. Mm. And that new thing is black. Okay. So that's a lot like with rust, the iron was reacting with the oxygen Mm -hmm. and it created a new thing that was red. Oh, right, right, yeah. So that's exactly what's happening here is there's something in the wood called tannins and those are reacting with the iron ions that we're gonna put on it and it makes a new thing called iron tannate And that's a bluish black color. And that's why, in the simplest terms, why iron turns wood black. Okay. Huh. Doesn't really turn the wood black as much as it creates a new substance that's black. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so now let's dig into those deets. Okay, sweet. Okay, so what is a tannin? I'm sure everyone's wondering that. Have you heard the word tannin before? I have, you, have I have heard there were before. I can't remember if it was related to this podcast or if it's been part of any of the like hobby dive dives I've done done on the internet about. Um, I can't remember if that's part of leather stuff at all and how they color leather and stuff oh, like that. It is okay. Okay, so it sounded so, familiar. Yeah, so we'll probably talk about we'll talk about that a little more at the end, but I thought you maybe had heard the word tannin because you do like leather quite a bit. Yes, I do. In like a normal way, everyone. It just I like things to be high quality and last a long time. Right. Yeah. So there's not a clear definition when people say tannins. They just mm. generally refer to a class of molecules found in nature. And when I say class of molecules, we've talked about that before. Um, A class is just like a group that people put together that are similar to each other. Mm, Based on how much money they earn, right? Based on, yeah, uh, their status and the (laughs) socioeconomics. No, (laughs) Um, It's more like they're similar properties, put them together. Like a school of fish is similar fish or whatever. Okay, okay. Or maybe school of fish is the same fish and that's a bad example. (laughs) Mm, Right. Good point. Yeah. Maybe it's like, like if you have a family of colors, you know, they're all different types of red, but they're all reds. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like that. They're similar in that they all have these specific properties, but they're not the same ones. Yes. Okay. That's helpful. That color one helped me. So the, Tannins are in a class of molecules that are found really commonly in nature and plants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have polyphenols. And that just means they have a lot of stable rings called aromatic rings with alcohol groups on them. Mm. There's and, a lot of those. And that word came up recently. And I feel like in the past like 12 episodes, some point you said that word. Polyphenols or phenols? polyphenols I believe it but I don't remember about what yeah man there's no way of knowing 
Boy, there was some recording of all of our conversations, but there's not. I wonder if it was in the syrup episode. Oh, maybe. Anyway, we know we, yeah, we retain information, everyone. We remember exactly <laughs> what things we talked about week to week. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, think I you're right. I think that that sounds right. I just, I think what's funny is that I definitely heard you say it, but I, I don't remember what it was. It might have been that you just said it's one of the many things that's created as a byproduct whenever syrup is boiled down. Oh, but maybe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That would be my guess about what we've talked about lately. Yeah. But who knows? If you who know. Knows? <laughs> who knows? Past us knows on whichever episode that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tannins are just that class of molecules. Okay. But tannic acid is a specific structure. It has a glucose, which is a type of sugar ring in the middle. So it's got a big ring made of carbons and oxygens in the middle, and it has a bunch of those phenols around it. Okay. So it's got like five of them, and then each of those have another one on it. So it's 10 total all around it. Okay. And that tannic acid will find the iron ions and bind to it. Okay. Usually three tannic acids bind around the iron. Okay. And just to make sure that, I mean, obviously we had a couple of of little tangents and rabbit trails. Mm-hmm. This is, we're talking about the tannins are part of the wood already? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that I knew which thing was part of what already. So mm-hmm. that's already there. Yes. And iron has not, before, even before iron's been introduced or, or anything like Yes. That. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. And I wasn't super clear on tannic acid, if that was one of the tannins that was already there, or if when you expose it to acidic conditions, a tannin like converts to tannic acid. Hmm. My guess is that tannic acid is one of the tannins already in wood. Okay. Got it. But it was hard to find resources specifically on this exact reaction. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of resources about what happens after you know, about this thing that's formed, but not okay. a lot about how it is formed in this process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if anyone else can find anything, I'd love to hear about it. So if you're an, an organic chemist and you do all kinds of ebonizing wood, hit me up. We want to hear from you. <laughs> so this tannic acid, three tannic acids will form around the one iron ion and this whole structure with the three tannic acids bound to the iron ion mm-hmm. is known as a complex. Okay. Which is fun because it's kind of complex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metal complex. Okay. So a metal atom with molecules around it mm-hmm. or sometimes atoms or other ions is known as a complex. Okay. The molecules that are around the ion in fancy inorganic chemistry terms are called ligands. Okay. I just felt like I'd share that with you guys. Mm-hmm. In case you're chatting with an inorganic chemist, you can say the ligands form a complex with the <laughs> <laughs> whatever. And then you'll sound fancy. Also li- ligands, you said? Ligands. Yeah. Interesting. This kind of, sounds kind of fun to say. I feel like I would also like to try to find an excuse to say that word. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. The ligands form a complex. I don't know if you'd say with tannic acid or the tannic acid acts as a ligand to form a complex with the metal or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
So you can sound fancy, but really all it means is that tannic acid forms bonds with the iron to make something new. Okay, got it. So that's a little quick inorganic chemistry lesson for you. (laughs) And really what the tannic acid does is give some electrons to the positively charged iron ion so that it's neutral. So it can all neutralize out and be stable and happy. Got it. Okay. And then they're okay. sharing those electrons, right? Like they don't. Yes. they. I think in a, this kind of bond with, between the ligand and the metal, they're shared electrons. Okay. Sometimes one thing loses electrons, the other thing gains electrons and they just hang out near each other. But I think this is more similar to sharing the electrons. Okay, cool. Cool. Cause I was wondering. Don't like, quote me on it. But that's what my inorganic chemistry textbook said earlier today. Okay. I was curious, like, why they would stay together if they weren't sharing them. But I guess it sounds like that can happen sometimes. Yes, sometimes scenarios. that does happen. Like, table salt is NaCl, and really it's positively charged sodium and negatively charged chlorine. And so they're not really sharing electrons, but they do hang out near each other because one's positive and one's negative. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But in this case, it <laughs> seems like they are sharing. Yes, that's okay. how my textbook made it seem. Okay. But I'm not pretending to be an inorganic chemist out here today. So, And can we even trust books? It's jury's still out. <laughs> yes, we can trust books. <laughs> uh, some books anyway. Okay. So now the question is, how do you get iron ions to just put on your wood? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way that you get it is exactly what we talked about in our rest episode. It's that you can dissolve iron with acid. Mm. So you can use vinegar and put something like steel wool in there that's pretty thin so it'll dissolve more easily. Uh Leave it in there for a week or so and you'll basically get a solution with dissolved iron ions in it. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I didn't think about this being something that you would make. Like I thought you go to your, you go to Home Depot and you get, you know, Dissolved iron, but I didn't even think about that. You could maybe do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So you get your wool and you add it to acid or Mm -hmm. add acid to it. Mm -hmm. It's going to react Mm -hmm. and the iron ions will interact with the negatively charged part of the acid and the positively charged part will interact with oxygen or something else. I didn't look up the specific reaction before we started, mm-hmm. but I ha- if I had to guess and based on memory from the rest episode, I would guess that it makes some kind of iron salt. So the iron's a positive charge and maybe the, what used to be part of the acid would be the negative part. Okay. And so then you have an iron salt just dissolved in your acid mm-hmm. would be my guess. Okay. And the acid that I believe is most commonly used for that is just vinegar. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's like, that's the one that we all have basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you can do two reactions, one to get free floating iron ions and then put it onto your wood that has tannic acid in it. Mm -hmm. That's going to react with those ions. You're doing another reaction to make iron tannate. Your lovely blue blackish stain. Wow. Interesting. So as it's dissolving, even just the iron from like the steel wool or whatever, it will start turning the vinegar black already. 
the vinegar already is, even though that's not iron tannate, it does get kind of dark in the vinegar solution, which I'm not sure if it's because whatever is dissolved in there has kind of that color. Oh, okay. But when you put it on the wood, it looks a little dark, but as the reaction happens over time, it gets darker and darker. Wow. Okay. Until it's reached its like dark stain color. And yeah. it varies depending on the tannins that are in the wood. So if there's more tannins in the wood or less tannins in the wood, it'll go darker or lighter. Mm-hmm. There's just either more or less of the substance. So it can look more gray. Okay. And if there's a different type of tannins, I believe it called refer one paper referred to them as condensed tannins. It could make a greenish black mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of the bluish black, you know, mm-hmm. that you can see they'll be, there's sometimes like an undertone to black. Mm-hmm. So it can make bluish black or greenish black. Got it. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Are you tracking? I think so. Yeah. All right. Do you want to explain that back to me? And then I'll give you a whole host of fun facts about tannins. Yes, I'd love to. Okay. So you know how sometimes we've talked about molecules interacting and um, the reasons why they do almost like a group of friends? Yes. Okay. So in this case, it kind of seems to me like you've got the iron ion who is lacking electrons, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So basically if he's it, one of the, he, he's a friend out there. He basically has less of say what everybody wants when you're a teenager, like snacks or something. All right. Less snacks. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Miss, missing out on, on that. But then these, tannins this tannic acid they have all of them have a little bit more than they need mm-hmm. and so this kind of mooch guy shows up the iron ion and he's like these guys over here they seem like they've got plenty and so he just kind of sneaks over there and it actually works out fine because they are happy about it too because they have more snacks than they could even handle yeah so, they don't have to carry around these extra snacks. Totally. They're like, okay, I guess, yeah, we'll let him in our group. And so <laughs> so then they end up having a nice sort of happy scenario where he's in the middle being able to <laughs> have access to all the snacks. <laughs> Gosh, dig it. Mm-hmm. This is so dumb. But, and, <laughs> no, it's not. And then, it's good. And, then, um, and they're happy too and they stick together basically. That is exactly right. I think so. I think that was a great analogy for it. But so that's like obviously how we get the, that complex that ends up looking black, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So before that even, we had to get the iron dissolved into a way to apply it to the wood, which you said we do, you do with a acid. Mm-hmm. And so we just have to have some version of iron to dissolve into it, like steel wool or something. Um, yeah. And so it's we basically well, like you're doing two chemistry reactions this time. Right. Right. Because I guess it wouldn't work very well just to like lay some steel wool on top of a piece of wood and call it a no, day. No, because the irons I don't think would be very the ions I don't think would be very available at that point. Yeah. So you do that, and then. 
you have a solution of the iron ions in something that can then be applied to the wood and then can have a chance to interact with the tannic acid in there Mm -hmm. to buddy up, share snacks, and turn black. That's exactly right. And is it, did you say if there's a reason that it turns black specifically? I don't really, so why things are colors is pretty much usually just about the alternating double bonds and the light that they absorb. Mm -hmm. And so that would be my guess is there's a lot of alternating double bonds in the tannic acid. And so to put all those together and then to have three of them, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that seems like a lot. Yeah. So that would be my guess, but I don't know for Mm -hmm. a fact. Interesting. Okay. That was great. I think you did a really good job. Dude, thanks. That's also one of the things where I feel like um, I just don't know much about that whole world at all, but this is very interesting. I'm, I'm sure there's probably tons of chemistry in all the types of staining of wood or whatever. Which oh, I'm yeah, sure is definitely. Cool. Well, here's some other ways tannic acid is used or tannins are used. One, tannins are present in wine. Okay. Two, it seemed like they were looking into this iron tannate complex as a way to clean wastewater. Okay. Three, it may, if your food has a lot of tannins in it from tea that you're drinking or stuff that's made from plants, which is where tannins are naturally found, mm-hmm. it could inhibit your iron absorption in your digestive system. Oh, because they buddy up with the iron instead of it getting into your system. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Huh. And you already hit on this. Tannins are used in tanning leather. Nice. Dude. And I don't know, but I'm wondering if that's where the name came from. I would not be surprised. That would make a lot more sense because it's not like the whole point has always been to make leather a tan color. Mm-hmm. You know, that's certainly ends up being what we, I think us lay people think is like, oh, you're tanning it. You're making you're it turning tan. Turning it tan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that certainly was not always what they were going for. So it seems like that chemical could make more sense as the name. And Dude. then finally, well, there's two more that are pretty cool, I think. Uh-huh. Iron tannate can be used as a rust converter. So if you have something that you want to restore that has a lot of rust on it, you can use tannin or tannins or tannic acid to convert the rust Mm -hmm. into it'll be like a blue black cover Mm -hmm. so they'll have rust converters that both have tannic acid and a polymer so it converts it and then sets a coating over it all at once wow and iron tannate was used to dye clothings and garbs long before modern times dang before I probably even knew what was happening, but it was just like, Hey, this stuff can do this. This stuff does this. So let's make it work. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. Dude. And there's like so, so many questions around the leather stuff that I feel like I have for you, um, at some point, but there are like many t- types of tanning of leather too, mm-hmm. that there I've always wondered about. Um, so maybe someday we can purchase that as well. Do something on that. And I think in wine, 
that could also be interesting. I think tannins are going to come back up. Let's yeah. just say that. <laughs> we haven't seen the last of them. <laughs> haven't seen the last of them. And I know my brother and I have talked about them and my sister has talked about them. Mm-hmm. So I know we're going to talk about tannins some more. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of time. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, do you want to share about something from your week this week, Jam? Yes. So kind of on the theme that we've been talking about of being excited that some pandemic stuff is getting a little more hopeful and more people getting vaccinated. So it's feeling a little safer to hang out with people sometimes. Um, And that's been nice, including getting the opportunity to hang out with some friends of ours who also had a baby during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so then our son and their daughter were able to hang out and like interact with each other and which they haven't really done. They haven't been around other babies, which is kind yeah. of crazy. And so it was a lot of fun and just cool to watch them interact and like, like touch each other and stuff. And then like play with toys on the floor together and stuff. Oh, and I love that. We also definitely secretly hope that they will end up, you know, falling in love someday. But we're just trying to put them near each other and just let them have that idea some at some point in the future. But also just remember, if it's either of you guys and you're listening to this in several years in the future, love is not the ultimate goal in life. That's Romantic true. love is not the ultimate goal in life. Yeah. It's sort of selfish mm-hmm. because we want a reason to be sort of related to our friends. So yeah. I'll be yeah. honest about that being a huge part of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, mine is not as cute as that. Okay. Well, that's okay. It'd be hard to have a cuter one. So It would be. <laughs> so what I've been trying to do is slowly convert my lifestyle to be less and less waste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like I keep finding little plastic tricks. Mm-hmm. Such as bounce sheets. That was my last one. Oh, yeah. And I realized while I was shaving my legs in the shower that also my razor has plastic. Uh-huh. And it's been subpar lately, you know, it gives those like bumps because my skin's sensitive or whatever. Uh-huh. So I went in search and found a safety razor. Oh, nice. Yeah, those are classic. Classic. And they... Don't produce waste because you can recycle. You have to do it a specific way, but you can recycle the blades. Mm -hmm. And so I found it's rose gold and silver and it's beautiful. And I did all kinds of research and I picked out one and it came in the mail and it's really beautiful. And I'm so excited to use it. And I'm going to use it with a soap bar that we got as a gift from some listeners. Oh, yeah. Nice. Very cool. So we got a cool gift in the mail from some listeners. It was Isabel and Michael, and they have a little shop online. I think it's called Jolie Isabel or Jolly Isabel. It looks French to me. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. And they also sent them some sent us some lotion and it smells amazing and a bath bomb. I'm so excited. So <laughs> um, I'm really excited for that and to use my new soap bar with my new shave setup so that I can be nicer to the environment. Dude, nice. Before I even thought about the environmental side, whenever I was actually shaving with the razor, I had done a lot of looking into 
safety razors and that is very cool i've also they're really cool and i wanted to learn how to use one but then i got so lazy that i was like i'm not even gonna use a razor i'll just use an electric trimmer thing (laughs) and not ever be fully clean shaven and that has also been pretty good for the environment too yes that was an option online for (laughs) when i was looking into it was using an electric razor but i like this shave i want a close shave you Mm -hmm. know so yeah I'm looking forward to trying it out. I'll let you guys know, but it's one more area where there's no plastic in my life. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that dude. was inspired by my friend, Natalie, who also invested in a nice safety razor. So. Nice. Very cool. So thanks, Natalie, for inspiring me to be more friendly to the environment. And thanks, Jim, for coming and learning about how to use iron to turn wood black. And thanks all you listeners as well. We couldn't do this without you and we are so thankful for you. Well, Melissa, thanks for teaching us. And thank you, Shane, for sending in this idea, this question. Melissa and I have a lot of our own ideas for topics of chemistry in everyday life, but we want to hear from you. The things that you wonder about, things that maybe even in your work, things that you work with like Shane does with wood, um, ask us. We'd love to delve into that with you guys. So reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail at chem for your life that's chem f-o-r your life to share your thoughts and ideas if you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the costs of making it go to ko-fi.com slash chem for your life and donate the cost of a cup of coffee and between now and the end of may if you become a monthly subscriber melissa and i will send you a note and a sticker as a thank you but if you're not able to donate you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and reading and writing a review on apple podcasts That also helps us to share chemistry with even more people. This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer, and we'd like to give a special thanks to A. Hefner and A. Collini who reviewed this episode.